we are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to tune in and listen to Lance Lang from our May breakfast. Guys, stay tuned. We have a bunch of exciting content coming from our Brotherhood Summit. We'll be posting those as soon as we have that. But until then, let's tune in and listen to Lance and hear his message to the Brotherhood. Pray with me if, you have, if you're done bragging. You keep bragging if, if you're not. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here this morning. Father, we thank you, God, that the... Uh, reverberations of the edifications of each other, God, will be pleasing to your ears, God. We thank you, Father, that men, as men, we can look each other in the eyes and we can speak life over each other. God, I pray that there's power in this room, that the Holy Spirit would completely permeate this place. And Father, you do what you want to do in this place, in this room, in the next few minutes. God, speak through me. Let us hear what you have to say to us, Father. We want to hear the Father's voice. Speak life over us, God. Help us to walk away inspired, challenged, ready to move forward with what the world has to offer today. God, give us what we need to hear. We're going to give you all the praise and the glory for what you're doing in our lives and what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. All my men said. Very good. That's brag on a bro. You guys can steal that. Take that back to your office. Take it back to your home. It works in just about any environment, and it's pretty good, right, residents? We got some Hope is Alive residents down here. Make some noise for these residents. Guys doing incredible work. You guys got to help me out, though, like we normally do, okay? Come with me a little bit. All right, if you got a Bible, we're going to talk about one of my favorite stories in Luke 5, or if you got a Bible phone, you can look at the Bible phone, too. Luke 5, 17 through 26. I believe it's going to be on the screens as well. I'm going to jump right into this text. I'm going to tell a little bit of my story throughout this, uh, but I really felt like, you know, when Johnny asked me to come, I could tell you the story of what God's done in my life. Um, I hope that that's just kind of being played out through the lives of the residents and the life of Hope is Alive. Um, it just goes to show you that what the enemy meant for evil, God can do so much good through that. Amen, men. And, and so just uh, last week, I celebrated 10 years clean and sober, and God's done an incredible work in, in my life. But... I really have a message today that I believe speaks um, to men, and it's been on my heart, and I can't kick this story. Is that cool, guys? So I'm going to go with this story today because it's really on my heart, so let's read it and see what the Word has to tell us today. One day Jesus was teaching, verse 17, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village, listen, every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. 18 says, some men, says some what? There we go. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. On a what? On a mat. See, my guys are with me. Here we go. And tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat. On his what? Through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Well, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking. That's scary, first of all. Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? 
Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up and take your mat, take your what? And go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he'd been lying on, went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and they said, we have seen remarkable things today. Amen? I hope that when men encounter us, what we're known for is that the glory of the Lord is on us and people can say, we have seen remarkable things today in their lives. I wanna be a man who when somebody encounters me, they step back and say, God's done a work in this man's life. I wanna be a walking story, a walking miracle that when men and people encounter my life, they see it so clearly that God has done remarkable things. Anybody with me this morning? That's what I wanna be about. That's what we should be about, men. That the glory of the Lord should be about us. The miracles that we are will be very clear and evident to those that are around us. And so today, from that story, I've got three challenges and I'm a challenger, so just get ready. These are three challenges that are in the form of three questions. So if you're writing some notes down and we believe that note takers are history makers, right men? I would love for you to take some notes. The first question is very simply this. Do you recognize, do you recognize that you're a miracle? Do you recognize that you're a miracle. And from where I'm going today, this is critical, foundational stuff. You've got to be able to answer this question. Do you recognize that you're a miracle? One of the biggest lies that the enemy can plant in your mind is that you are not a miracle. He does this so he can limit your understanding of how big our God is. Here's the truth. The enemy hates that you were here. He hates it. He knows that every time you show up to the summit, every time you're here at the breakfast, you're realizing more and more and more that you're not the hero in the story. That God is. And when you recognize that you're a miracle, you must recognize that something bigger than yourself has got a hold of your life. You can't have a miracle in your life on your own. And you might say, well, Lance, it's easy for you to say that you're a miracle. You've got this kind of crazy addiction story and so does Drew. Drew was homeless in Dallas for years and years and years. We could talk about all of our stories. You might think that it's easy for us to say that we're miracles. Here's what I wanna tell you. I was lost and now I'm found. That's why I'm a miracle. And when a sinner meets a savior, a miracle happens. And so I'm asking you men at 7.15 in the morning, are there any miracles in the room? Yeah. Are there any sinners that met a savior? Yeah. Can you say it with me this morning? I'm a, I'm a miracle. Say it like you mean it in your heart. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. Eyes closed, hand over your heart. Say it with me. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. Louder. I'm a, I'm a miracle. One more time. I'm a miracle. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And for everyone to feel the spirit, do that. Hand over your heart, eyes closed. Speak to yourself. I'm a miracle. You have so many voices in this world trying to tell you who you are. God says you are a miracle, men. 
and remind yourself that every single time you choose to forgive instead of living in bondage, a miracle takes place. Every single time you choose repentance over resentment, a miracle takes place. When you choose to love others over your selfish desires, a miracle takes place. When you choose faith over fear, a miracle takes place. You are walking, listen to me, if you're a believer and you're breathing, you're a walking miracle this morning. I'm so convinced of this. I should be dead, men. I should have no opportunity to be on this stage, but for the grace of God. He chose to step into my life on April 8, 2011 and put somebody, a man in my life to save me. I don't belong here. I'm a miracle. And I think when we say that, it allows ourselves to humble ourselves, which is where we need to be, right men? To seek the face of God, to realize every single morning how grateful we should be for the opportunities where we're living, the church we get to attend, the friends that we have. We're so blessed, men. We're miracles. We're miracles. One more time, I'm a miracle. Very, very good. Let's see how this is important for this verse. Let's go back to verse eight. It says this, some men were carrying a man, a paralyzed man on a mat, underlined it, some men. You ever catch that in this story? Some men. And so they took him to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. They lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. This is such a man thing to do. Right? If it was a bunch of ladies in this story, they would probably politely have taken their paralyzed friend up into the house, said, excuse me, excuse me, tried to make their way in. And when the ladies wouldn't move, they'd probably talk about them behind their back and make fun of what they were wearing. But men, the way we do it is we lower the dude through the roof. I can only imagine the friends were hanging out across town. And they hear all the commotion. People had come. Did you hear that? Judea, Jerusalem, all across that area to come to that guy's house. And they're probably thinking, why did we not get invited? And the group of friends is probably sitting there with their paralyzed friend who they've known for years. And they're thinking, we've got to get John to the healer. And I can only imagine there's a group of guys. And you know how guys are. There's always the one guy with the crazy idea. It's like, how can we do this? How can we do this? Well, we could take him up there. We could try to get, you know, reservation. And we could try to just ask our way in there. And the other guy's like, I wonder if we just got up to the roof and we just like tore his roof off and just lowered him. Like, you know, he's got a rope, you know, tied on the edge of the mat. We just lowered him. What? I mean, everybody knows that guy with the crazy idea. And I can only imagine that the guy said, dude, you're weird, man. You're weird, bro. We're not, doing, we're, not, we're not going to the guy's house and destroying his roof. And the guy said, don't worry about it. You know, he's got insurance. We can cover his roof. I just wrote his policy last week. You know, no big deal, no big worry. But that's what happens. Listen to me. When we get weird about taking our friends to the foot of the healer, we start to do crazy things. I love this story for men. 
because I think it's just so bold and right in your face. When's the last time you did something weird to get your friend to the foot of the healer? When's the last time you tore the roof off a building to lower your friend to the foot of the healer? These men were willing to do anything they could to take this man who they had watched suffer for years and years and years to get him to the feet of Jesus. That's why I ask you question number two. Are you taking someone to the healer? Some of you did that this morning by filling a table and inviting guests. But when's the last time you took someone to the healer? When the office door was knocked on, April 8th, 2011, my uncle decided to do something really weird to really shake some things up to step into the middle of my 10-year addiction and to say, Lance, you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a thief, you're a master manipulator, you're a con artist, your parents can't stand you, you haven't seen your kids in weeks and weeks and weeks, these people around you don't know who you are, you show up late to work, you leave halfway through the day, you're a physical wreck. When you step into someone's life and you intervene on them, that's doing something pretty weird. But that one conversation not only changed my life, but through the glory of God has changed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people's lives. And I'm not sure if I'm delivering it like I want to this morning, but here's the truth. Here's the truth. Guys, we gotta, we gotta wake up and get weird about helping people, man. You, you just gotta be willing to get out of your comfort zone. And just walk out of here and do something strange this afternoon because you have the juice. You've got the story. You've got the hope. You've got the healer. He's here. And what would happen, Lee? We wouldn't be able to be in this room. We might not be able to be in that room, Pastor Witt, because we're willing to do something crazy to get people to the foot of the healer. And men, the truth is, we're the ones that God's calling to do it. It says some men. Read the text. Some men, he's calling you to do it. Will you take someone to the foot of the healer? And we can do it in a lot of different ways. Some of you can do it financially. Some of you can do it through your volunteer time. Some of you have incredible stories to tell and that's how we take people to the foot of the healer. Some people set up events. Some people make incredible graphics. Get in the game. Get in the game. Do what you can do. I promise you, this is the blessed life. This side of it, turning around and helping other people walk towards the foot of the healer. Let's wake up, man. Let's do something weird. It's the cool thing about it, it says right here what happens. It says when Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> I think he probably said a lot of things when he started looking up. <laughs> and started seeing these dudes lower this guy through the roof. He's like, okay, okay. But he says it really clearly when he saw their faith. And can't you just see their heads peeking over the, the whole, that whole series of Chosen has completely changed my perspective on the Bible and what's going on in there. But can't you just see their guys as they're peering over the roof and Jesus says, friend, because of the men in your life, their faith, your, your sins are forgiven. What a responsibility we carry, men. 
that we can take our friends to the foot of the healer. Their faith is what saved that man's soul. Their faith is what set that man free, gave him a new life, and put his miracle into motion. Amen? So you gotta recognize that you're a miracle, number one. Number two, you gotta be willing to take somebody to the foot of the healer. And the last question is this, are you still setting on your mat? Are you still sitting on your mat? It says this in verse 22. Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking those things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up. Get up and take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he'd been lying on and went home. Like I said in verse 26, everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and they said, we have seen remarkable things today. As we close up, I want you to put yourself in the middle of this story. We've talked about the fact that you're a miracle. We've talked about what it would be like from the angle of the friends lowering the man to the foot of the healer. But what happens when you're the man on the mat? What happens when you're the man on the mat who's been crippled their entire life? You can imagine it wasn't easy, just like it wouldn't be easy now, but it certainly wouldn't be easy then. What would it be like when you see all your friends go and play and experience life and you're the man on the mat? What's it like when you're sitting with your group of friends and they say, we're hearing this commotion and Brother, we think that there's this guy in town that we really believe might be able to help you. And what if you're the man on the mat who's sitting there in the middle of his friends and they say, man, we're gonna try something weird. We're gonna try something weird because we love you, man. We're gonna try to get you to the foot of the healer. And so just trust us. And I'm overwhelmed with emotion because that's what I say to these guys every day. Just trust me. Trust me, I promise you, best is yet to come. God can do this. Don't give up. Keep fighting. You're worth it. And I can imagine that's what those friends said. But put yourself on that mat. As you were lowered down in the middle of this crowd of people, can you imagine what they were saying? How they were making fun of these people. But yet Jesus allows it to happen, looks down on you and says, son, because of your friend's faith, you are forgiven. You see, he heals the heart before he healed the affliction. Come on, man. The heart was changed first. And then he said, get up, get up, get up. I believe if you put yourself in that situation this morning, and you allowed yourself to be lowered to the foot of the healer. For some of you in this room, that's happened. And for many of you in this room, God's looked you in the eyes and he said, son, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. But you're still setting on the mat. God has so much for you, man. So much for you on the other side of standing up on your new legs, experiencing the faith that God has put inside of your heart, stepping out boldly, standing up and proclaiming your story that you are a miracle.
up, he says. Get off your mat. Choose to get weird and wild for Jesus, the real Jesus. And watch what he does in your life. For many of you, it's time to get up off of your mat. And here's why. I have to think, because it says it in the word. He says, take your mat and go. That for the rest of his days, that man on the mat did what Jesus asked him to do. He took his mat with him. Why? Listen to me. Why? Because from the rest of his days, when he's walking through town and people say, bro, you're walking. You're, you're, what, what happened to you? You're a miracle. What, what, I, we grew up together. You're on the mat. What's going on? He says, man, I, I got to tell you this story. My brothers, my friends, you remember them, those guys that we hung out with? Those four or five guys, they took me on my mat to the foot of this, this, this guy, this, this Jesus guy who people are listening to. And, and he looked at me and he told me to get up. And I'm telling you, man, I, I felt this power in my legs. And I felt this strength that I never felt before. And I felt this faith in my heart. And man, I want to be honest with you. I tried so many times to get up on my own, but I couldn't do it. But that day, something happened in my heart and I chose to get up. But then he said the weirdest thing. He goes, take your mat. I said, my mat, I don't want anything to do with this mat. I've been living on this mat my entire life. Remember this thing here is when I tried to get up on my own. And I scraped my arm and I bled. And this stain here is when I, I tried to go play with those other guys, but I couldn't do it. And I was stuck on the mat. But he told me to take it with me. And I have to believe it's because every time I stand up and I look down on this mat, it reminds me of where I was. And what God did in my heart. And then he did in my body. And so who am I today? I'm a man that was on a mat, but I'm a walking, talking miracle today. When you stand up and you look back at the mat, what is it? What's the representation of your past? And there's power sometimes when we look back at the past and we realize who we were and who we are today. And so as you're journeying with brotherhood and you're journeying in your small groups here and at home, the power that you have is to realize where you were and how far God has taken you today. You look back on the past, you grab the mat. And men, if you're wondering how you help change other people's lives, all you have to do is point back to the mat and tell the story, friends. Point back to the mat and tell the story. So there's two kinds of people in here this morning. There's those of you that need to get off the mat and start telling your story and start being willing to get weird and start being willing to do some things you'd never thought you'd do before. And there's others of you that need to really come face to face with that healer. And his name's Jesus. And he'll change everything about who you are, friend in the back. He'll change everything about your heart, your attitude. He can help you overcome destructive patterns in your mind. He can help you overcome the addictions that you're facing. He can help you to live out a life of freedom 
a passion and purpose. And most importantly, he'll give you the opportunity to live with him forever in heaven. And so today, if you've never made that decision, I'd be remiss if I not gave you the opportunity to come face to face with the healer, the healer that set me free and set so many of the rest of you free in here this morning as well. So I'm gonna close in prayer. And maybe today will be the first time you've ever asked Jesus, the healer, into your heart. I wanna give you that opportunity to do that this morning. And then the rest of you, I wanna tell you this. Get off your mat. Get off the mat. Anybody with me this morning? Anybody with me? Get off the mat. Get off the mat. All right, pretty close to time. That'll work. Let's pray, God. God, thank you so much, Lord, that you're just such a good, good, good father. And so many of us have wrestled with that in our lives. And, and God, we just want to proclaim that you are our father. You're a heavenly father, and you're perfect in every way. And you never leave us, you never forsake us. And God, when we call on your name through the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, we believe that you're with us in our hearts and in our lives. You give us the power to overcome those things that have held us back. And so just while everybody has their heads bowed and their eyes closed, if you're in this room this morning and, and you just gotta get real with yourself that it's time to get yourself up off your mat and start carrying it with you and telling your story, proclaiming what God's done in your life. Would you just raise your hand real quick? Nobody's looking around. If you're just willing to commit right now to saying, I gotta get off this mat. I gotta get off this mat. I gotta get off this mat. Just raise your hand. Just commit to that right now. Thank you. There's power in that. We'll sit here for a moment. This is time. It's time to be willing to get weird. It's time to be willing to get bold, to get brave and get off the mat. Awesome. Well, as we close up, Father, we just, uh, we're so grateful for the opportunity to encounter your presence and to encounter your son, Jesus. And we just know that God wouldn't know. You sent him to die for us, Lord. You, you gave us the opportunity, the freedom, the salvation, the sacrifice, Father, that allows us to live free here on earth and free with you in heaven forever. And Father, for that, we just say thank you. And I just pray that you would set us free this morning, every single person in this room, and the sound of my voice that needs an encounter with you, God, would you set us free this morning to be the walking, talking miracles you've called us to be. We'll give you all the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.